Hey there, and welcome to the Global Girl Community's official podcast. The GGC believes that every content creator and influencer out there has the ability to inspire, empower, and explore. We're here to start conversations with like-minded professionals, fellow community members, and girls just like you to make a change and encourage us all towards success. So get comfy, get ready, and let's begin. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of the GGC podcast. I am Danny, back here with another amazing interview with another amazing guest. We have Maggie Gila. She's a strategy expert combining strategy, hand holding, and gentle butt kicking to help you move forward. She helps clients up level their businesses by designing a solid and up level foundation for their business and marketing. Her clients have been able to achieve success by following her methods of high impact with lower effort creating a strategy that fits their unique business, lifestyle, goals, and personality. Hey, Maggie, how you doing? I'm great. How are you? I am doing so good. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. Excited to chat more. Yes, of course. Uh, let, first, let us know where you're at. Where are you located? Where are we I am, from? <laughs> <laughs> I'm based in Amsterdam in the Netherlands. Oh, that's so exciting. I've always wanted to visit Amsterdam. I feel like every time we have a guest, they always tell me about like some cool location that they live in that I've never been to and I'm just <laughs> dying to visit. Um, so how are things there? Like, how's, how's it going? <laughs> yeah, it's all good. Uh, I mean, we're right now we're in the middle of the Corona uh, outbreak. So, you know, I'm at mm-hmm. home. <laughs> my office yeah. has been great, <laughs> but um, my day-to-day life has not changed very much because I work from home normally and the only thing that's like changed really has been I um I can't really go to my favorite cafes and work from there. But um yeah, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, exactly. It's been it's been tough here too. And uh, I live in so- in Southern California, and we're on major lockdown. Um, so it's been it's been definitely very interesting, very different, very weird. Uh, just being home. My husband's home. My son is home. Um, but we're doing what we can, staying safe, staying healthy. Um, but happy to hear that you're doing well. Um, you're doing good as well. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are. We already know where you're from. Um, just a little bit of background of who Maggie is. Yeah, so I'm actually not from Amsterdam. Um, I grew up in the US um, and in Singapore. Um, and when my family is Czech and when I was 20, I was doing my bachelor's in um, business or uh, in business in, in Singapore. And I just thought, okay, <laughs> time for something else. And I um, got a transfer to Amsterdam and got a one-way ticket. And it seemed like a good idea at the time. So I came over to finish my studies. And um, 10 months after I came here, I met my soon t- my future husband. And that was 10 years ago. So, wow, <laughs> um, that's so awesome. Thank you. It's, it's been a bit of a journey. Um, I'm a business and marketing strategist. I'm a certified coach. I, run, um, I also run a community for Europe-based entrepreneurs and freelancers called Bosses in Europe. And I also host um, in-person events and retreats. Um, so I actually, like, I got really lucky with the timing because I, I was in Florida, in Orlando, Florida, hosting um, the Get Shit Done Adventure Retreat uh, for implementation. I, from there, went straight to Vancouver to work with a client on their strategy for three days. And that's when um, COVID-19 started, well, taking off in the world. So I got back just in time before everything, you know, 
hit the oh, fan. Oh, wow. That's, oh my gosh, that's so scary. Um, yeah, like I can, I can only imagine like traveling, especially we have so many, you know, people that we know in the community and just in general in our day-to-day lives that travel for work and the fear of just getting stuck somewhere. I can't even imagine. Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely, I was very lucky with the timing. It all worked out fine. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I, I can't complain. <laughs> uh, what part of the U S did you live in? I lived in, in, um, Salt Lake city in Chicago and then in California and Palo Alto. Wow. Oh, okay. NorCal. Yes. Um, and how long did you live in Singapore for? 13 years. 13 years. Wow. You've definitely like experienced a lot. That's so awesome. It's definitely been interesting. Yeah. And I think, um, it, it adds a lot to what I bring to the table as a strategist. Um, I was speaking with a client recently who does instructional design. So she helps course creators, you know, plan their content and curriculum curriculums. And we were talking about this, like, I think one of the reasons that makes me good at what I do is because I have this experience from very different countries and cultures, very different methods of communicating. And when you translate that to the online world, you know, you have to communicate, let's say with a designer in Michigan, like your Mm -hmm. website will then communicate with a designer or let's say website, Instagram, social media, content, videos, whatever, will communicate with like a designer in Michigan and a copywriter in Germany, right? Like they could both be your potential clients. And there's, you have to be really careful with your messaging and your content to make sure it applies to your ideal clients. Yeah, no, exactly. And how did you get started with like marketing and strategy and all that? Is it something that you've always wanted to do? Or is it something that you've sort of like fell into? Uh, what was that journey like for you? Um, that's a great question. So my, my background, what I, what I always thought I was going to do was theater. Like I loved theater when I was a teenager. I was very mm-hmm. heavily involved in it. Um, and I was like, I loved like directing and stage management and, you know, being on stage and everything about it. Um, and I would really wanted to go and apply to study theater, um, for my degree. And my mom convinced me like, as I, we were doing like university college applications to first do a business degree, like get something general. And then if I still wanted to, I could do theater, but like, so from business, you can still do theater, but from theater, you know, the options are much more closed for you. Mm-hmm. And thankfully we had that conversation because a year and a half later I made the decision to leave Singapore. And because I was studying a fairly broad business degree, it was really easy to apply and transfer elsewhere because the, the credits matched up. So um, yeah, through my studies, I was really fascinated by marketing and cross-culture communication and just like sales psychology and decision-making psychology. I find that really, really interesting. And um, I ended up doing a master's of science in marketing strategy um unfortunately i graduated in the middle of the economic recession um and where also like everyone and their dog was getting a marketing degree in europe mm-hmm. <laughs> it was the degree you would get when you didn't know what else to do with your life um and two oh, weeks wow. after i graduated um we moved from amsterdam where i was like learning how to speak dutch i had an internship lined up and a job offer lined up and we moved from there to frankfurt germany which is the financial capital of europe and it's like if you don't speak German, then you're out of luck. So that's kind oh, of wow. what forced me to go into freelancing because I couldn't find a job. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> timing, 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 right? <laughs> yeah. And how long have you had your own business? Like, um, how long, uh, how long has it been now since you've been doing the freelancing? This has been six years. So, um, I started out freelancing. I, I would consider myself more like a business owner or entrepreneur now. Um, but mm-hmm. the first like year was just, you know, I was editing academic articles. I was teaching myself how to code so I could, you know, make websites. I was doing like 
websites for clients. I was doing dabbling with a bit of design. I was terrible, but like people paid me and they were happy. So fine. <laughs> um, and that's kind of when I like remembered I have a master's of science in marketing strategy. And I realized that I had like all my clients had been also hiring me, not just for websites or copy, but also for the marketing and the strategy. And I was seeing the results and that really gave me the confidence to be like, Oh, I, I could actually do what I really want. And that's kind mm -hmm. of morphed since then into not just marketing, but also problem or not even also, but like first and foremost business strategy. Cause at the end of the day, my job and my goal with my clients is to help them make more money. And you can only do that with really smart business strategy and the marketing helps you get in front of the right people. If that makes sense. Yeah. No, that, that makes perfect sense. And is there like a certain niche that you work with or do you just work with any type of business at this point? Um, a little bit. So I've, I've, I've narrowed, like an example is the retreat I ran in, in Orlando, um, Florida. It's called the Get Shit Done Adventure. And I've had people email me like, oh my gosh, Maggie, your retreat gives me anxiety. I'm like, cool. Like, but that's <laughs> then clearly not, not for you, right? Then I have yeah. people going, oh my God, the Get Shit Done Adventure. Like, where do I sign up? Are you doing another one? Um, so my messaging is definitely fairly... Um, like I have a unicorn, my logo, if you're on my Instagram, I talk my dog Frodo a lot. So my messaging definitely has a, a stronger sense of personality. And I think mm -hmm. that already weeds out, you know, certain personality types who are, would be a better fit to work with me. Um, but in general, I haven't really niched down because I really like working with different types of businesses, but I do focus more on service-based online-based entrepreneurs. Okay. And is the retreat something that uh, is like your thing that you started or is it something that you have come to like teach in? No, that's my retreat. Um, it's so your I retreat. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's my retreat. It was super fun. Um, and we got like a crazy, everyone got a crazy amount of stuff done, but it's, um, I co-host it with a friend of mine actually with Monica Delgado, mm -hmm. um, who's based in New Jersey. And we were at as another business event, um, like a year ago which was super like inspirational and dream big and like make all your plans. And then I was texting her like very not late during that event. Like I, I feel after this event, we need to go like shut ourselves in a hotel room for three days and just like get all this work done. And mm -hmm. that slowly morphed into us co-hosting that retreat together. Wow. That sounds, I love the name of it. First of all, like Thank you. <laughs> um, get shit done. Like I really think what, what's the kind of like, the, do you, is it just a bunch of workshops that you guys kind of host? And um, no, is it not at all. Um, it's not workshop based at all because like our goal there is like, no, we don't want to teach you. We want to help you actually get something done. Mm, so, okay. um, it's broken down to two parts. The first part is masterminding because we found like as a strategist, I, I find this constantly a lot of the time, like you, you haven't moved forward with your business, not because you're lacking information, but because you have too much information and too many options and you're finding it difficult to decide which is the best fit for you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, we, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And like, I found this out myself as well. Like I have this constantly. So the first day is masterminding. So everyone who wants, um, like, you know, has 30 minutes where they have a hot seat, which is basically, we all listen to them. They tell us all the things that are happening. Um, and we help them kind of break it down into an action step and an action plan. Um, and the second day that's, or the second part is where we start co-working. So, you know, there's the two mentors that are there and, um, everyone else, like people were like, constantly asking each other for feedback and, and uh, reviewing their work. So that was fantastic to see that. Wow. 
that sounds very, very productive. I think I need to go to it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was supposed to start promoting my next one like two weeks ago, but of course then COVID-19 hit. So I'm like, "Hmm." yeah, (laughs) putting everything on stop. Um, We will see. For, you know, I, I, I want to throw out some questions here because I know in our community, we have a lot of girls who um, have online businesses um what are like you know a lot of freelancers a lot of bloggers a lot of influencers um or just you know digital nomads they just take their their work with them wherever they go um what do you think are like the most important things for them to keep in mind when it comes to their marketing and strategy plan and and, like brand strategy plan i think for for marketing like marketing comes down to visibility and one of the things to always keep in mind is what is the goal you're working towards right now like you know, if you're an Instagram influencer, cool, you need more followers and you need a highly engaged audience on your Instagram, for example. But mm-hmm. if you're, let's say, a freelance copywriter trying to get more gigs to write sales pages, is spending time building your Instagram following really the thing that's probably going to get you the most success and closest to that goal of more copywriter clients? So mm-hmm. I'm always looking at like, what's the ROI on your time, like the return on investment on your time and input to towards your goals so it's really prioritizing yeah because i feel like how because i feel like you know building a a business online right now like it's it sounds ideal but i just feel like so many of us feel like it's so difficult to do um so you're saying like depending on of course like the industry or what you're offering like that's you got to focus on different um ways to promote yourself uh what's what's like a simple marketing plan that you would kind of like suggest someone to start with like if they're just getting started let's say we have somebody who's like a web designer um just like you know networking is 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 key i feel has always been key but like when it comes to like the online world we do so many things online like how has that kind of like shifted or how would you kind of like guide somebody towards that like online marketing path that's a great question. Um, so actually online networking is what built my business. Um, so when I wasn't, I mentioned I was in Frankfurt um, and I started my business, I started freelancing. Then I like, was like, oh, this is actually going to be bigger than just me being a freelancer. Um, and I wasn't able to find a com- even like a community or anything of like other creative entrepreneurs there. So I, mm-hmm. all my connections were online through Facebook groups or through Instagram. So I started doing a lot of virtual coffees. Just like, hey, okay. Danny, you seem cool. We like connected on Instagram. Like, do you want ever have half an hour free? Let's just grab a coffee on Skype and just get to know each other better. Um, so I did a lot of that, which honestly is like five years later, I, I'm still friends with many of those people. And it's gotten me, you know, information or knowledge or tips or leads or clients. So I think you can absolutely network online in a very similar way to you, what you would do in person. Um, oh, wow. I never really thought about doing like an online, like virtual coffee thing, like yeah. with people. Cause I feel, it's, it's, you know, I, I spent a lot of time on like in Facebook groups and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I do a little bit of freelancing here and there. I kind of do blogging too, like, and then, you know, global girl community. Uh, so I do like a bunch of things at once. And like, I've, I feel like I've, I've gotten stuck to just doing like, just interacting on like Facebook groups. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like a lot of us, you know, just find it difficult sometimes like it's just like I feel like the groups now get so saturated with you know the self-promotion and even when they say don't self-promote there's always a uh, they find a way to still self-promote one way or another um but the coffee chats are actually really interesting because there are times when you engage in conversation with somebody online that's like you go back and forth with the commenting and it's super interesting 
So that's something that, that I think I'll definitely keep in mind next time is, you know, be like, hey, like, do you want to do like an online chat? Especially now with Especially you know, now, not, yeah. be, not being able to like go out and just with the times in general, like there's so many online businesses popping up here and there that, um, yeah, the virtual coffee chats. I never really thought about doing one, but I think I might have to try it. Uh, I really like I really recommend it because if I would have to boil my thing my business success down to one thing I'll probably be doing virtual coffee chats like that's not even I'm not even kidding um wow. and that was because okay. like I just I didn't have a choice there was no one I could meet in Frankfurt like I, I didn't find anyone um so I really recommend that and that does bring me to my next point with like a simple marketing strategy if you're looking for something like a web designer, like you mentioned, then identifying people to have a coffee chat with, not just people who you have clicked with online, but people who could be great potential referral partners. Mm -hmm. So for example, um, and this works for like, if you're a virtual assistant, if you're a business coach, if like social media manager, a blogger, like finding people who could potentially bring you warm leads, like potential clients. Mm Mm-hmm. So for example, That's, like I'm a business yeah. strategist, marketing strategist, business coach, whatever you want to call me. Um, so a lot of my clients are constantly asking me like, Hey, I, I think I need a virtual assistant. Do you have anyone you'd recommend? I think I need a copywriter for my sales sequence. Who would you recommend? So I'm constantly giving out these recommendations. I'm not the only person who does that. Like we all do this. So it's kind of for you finding out who are your ideal clients and who are they already working with apart from people like you. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because I feel like, you know, of course, you want to focus on like the potential clients and, you know, seeking out like those potential clients, people that, you know, are going to pay you for your service or what you do. Um, But that makes a lot of sense to kind of just connect with people that could generate leads for you because I feel like that's a little bit, there's more value in that than just, you know, just connecting with people who may or may not hire you when, if you make a connection with somebody who's referring you, that's, I feel like more have more value in it. Yeah. Especially if it's like a good click and you know, you, you gel together really well. Um, and if you can give them like a nice referral bonus, for example, like you can literally say, mm-hmm. Hey, you know, for every client, you know, and then you pick a number, right? Like, like you, you get 10% of that invoice up, to, you know, things like that. You can literally build like an incentivized referral system. It's how people use affiliate marketing. Like if I talk about, let's say convert kit, I always mm-hmm. like say, here's my affiliate link that's like a form of refer I'm referring a software, but it's the same mm-hmm. principle. And I'm, I am incentivized to talk to people about let's say convert it because I also have, I get money if they buy through my, my, exactly. my link. Yeah. Okay. I love it. <laughs> I'm in. <Good>. I'm sold. <laughs> um, since like you started, like, do you feel like it was, you know, like smooth sailing from the beginning or did you kind of like hit like those like, did you hop on the struggle bus a little bit? Cause I, you know, a lot of us getting started, it can get so overwhelming. Um, you know, I'm sure you kind of went through like really like, you know, tough points in your, in your career. Um, how did you, you know, did you experience anything like that? How did, how did you overcome it? Uh, what were some of like the struggles and successes that you experienced when we're building your business? Yeah. Um, Definitely. A lot of time spent on the struggle bus. <laughs> um, I actually had a burnout building my business. So about 18 months, my first 18 months was like freelancing, doing all things. I was in a huge amount of overwhelm. Like I constantly, like, I don't know what to be, do, what to do. Um, people were saying like, 
I was hopping on every single free coaching. Every time someone would say in a Facebook group, I'm doing free coaching calls, I would sign up. Yep. Every I've, time I've been there. <laughs> yeah. Every time I would see um, like any kind of freebie, checklist, whatever, ebook, I would get it. Um, every webinar and like I was in I'm in Europe. So I was watching these webinars until like 10, 11, 12 at night, my time, like mm-hmm. two times, two, three times a week. It was just insane. Um, so the moment I, I took a, a bit of a break and we went back to Amsterdam for a few days to celebrate King's day. Um, I started getting really, really dizzy. Um, and like a couple of days later I was so dizzy. I couldn't walk anymore. It was like, if you, you had like way, you know, one tequila shot too many and the world starts spinning. Oh no. Um, but like that, but it was like 10 in the morning and you're completely sober. So, um, not that much vertigo? less fun experience. Yeah. I, I only learned that last year, but I, I thought I had a brain tumor. I was, I thought, I thought oh, I was like going to die or something. Cause I was like, this so is scary. just so weird. Um, so I was like, they were doing like tests with me for like five hours in the, in the hospital. And then they were like, so there's like literally nothing physically wrong with you. It's stress. And then my response was, yeah. that's such bullshit. Like I'm not stressed. <laughs> It's just, I'm busy. And then like, you know, it takes you five months before you can go for a 10 minute walk after. And you're like, oh, maybe they were right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've, I've, I've heard of, my dad had vertigo once and it was, it was caused by stress. Um, yeah. And he couldn't get out of bed for like a couple of days because it's something chemical happens and it just like messes with, yeah, I, I've never experienced it. I've heard it's terrible. Um, it, and I've heard the, the, the description of it. It feels like you're super drunk, but you're not. Yeah. Um, I could yeah. not even imagine. Oh my God. It gives me anxiety just like thinking about it. No, it's like, but you know, it's, it's, if it's stress, it's like you have control over it. Right. So I, uh-huh. and the thing is, it was like really interesting because it was basically my body giving me a giant middle finger. Right. Mm-hmm. And because like I was getting so dizzy um, I wasn't able to work, although I really wanted to, cause I'm like, Oh, I have to, like the more hours I put in, the more successful I will be dead it out. Just like total BS. Don't, don't think like that. Uh, <laughs> but, and I would be like on a, you know, after 10 minutes on a call with a, someone, I would just have to stop because I couldn't think. And I was super dizzy. And that was a big wake up call for me because I could no longer keep going in this, like all the webinars, all the free coaching calls, no direction whatsoever. Um, and it really like lit a fire under my butt to like, I really want to make this business a success. This mm. needs to work. I do not want to go to a nine to five. This yeah. needs to work. Um, and that's when I started doing a lot of more market research, um, talking to potential ideal clients and really starting to get clear, who do I actually want to work with? Um, uh, one tip I have here, like, you know, you feel free to throw all your ideal client avatar exercises out the window because it's all made up on assumptions and mm-hmm. assumptions are like the worst possible way for you to run your business because it's based on imaginary unicorns, right? Like they don't exist. Cause I was mm-hmm. like doing all these ideal client avatar exercises and I would always go like, Oh, my ideal client is Amy and she's 27 and she lives like, you know, and she does, she drinks green tea and she does sun salads in the morning. I'm like, how is this relevant information to my business? How does this help yeah. me make money? And I've heard a lot it. of, uh, I've, I've worked with, you know, some coaches and a lot of them like kind of like take that approach of like, um, doing like the ideal client profile and they make you like match it to like be super descriptive. Um, like, Oh, like how, like you said, like, how old are they? Like, are they married? Are they single? Do they have kids? Do they not like very like, like the avatar as they call it. Um, and it never really like made sense to me. 
Um, I'm sure it, it works for some people, but like it's, it, I do feel like, like you said, it, it does kind of like make it unrealistic, like kind of very limiting. Yeah. The thing is, this can be really helpful. And I'm a huge believer in you have to understand your ideal client, but it needs to be based on reality. It's not me sitting down with zero experience and making stuff up. It's having actual conversations because the thing is you need to get inside your ideal client's head. It's not so, especially if you work online as a service provider, like I've had clients who were 20. I have clients who are 73. At our retreat at the Geshedan Adventure, we had a 73-year-old come from Kentucky to Florida. She said all her friends said that she was crazy. (laughs) So like, a lot of demographics, like I really don't care about your age, where you are from, like that doesn't matter to me. But the psychographics, that's where it gets really interesting. Like I said, as an example, like people, you know, hear the Get Shit Done Adventure and some of them, like it polarizes some people. Like some people go, oh my God, that sounds horrible and that gives me anxiety. And some people go, oh my God, sounds amazing. How do I sign up? And that's because I'm also quite clear on how my ideal clients think. So mm-hmm. one thing, if, you're, if this is kind of like making a lot of sense to you, then one suggestion I have here is to really think about what is the transformation your ideal client wants. Yeah. Where are they now with their pain, with their, you know, what's keeping them up at night? What do they want to solve? And where do they want to be? And focus on the messaging around that. Like that is, I think, a hundred, a thousand times more important than what kind of beverage they drink in the morning. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes that makes a lot of sense. Um, and like for your coaching clients, um, how how long do you kind of like work with them? Like what 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 um, what am I trying to say? Like what point in their business do they kind of like tend to be most of the time before they kind of like come to you? Like what's the their the point where they need they they feel like okay I, I need some help with this like what are like a lot of the struggles that you see your clients facing and how do you kind of like help them work through that? Um, that's a good question. So I tend to work with people who've been in business for like, they're not total beginners in the online, in in the business world. So it could be maybe a new business, but they have previous Mm -hmm. business experience. But I would say generally my clients have been in business for about between one to three years running Mm -hmm. their current business. Things are, more or less working, but they've gotten to a point where they're like, okay, it's okay, but okay is no longer good is not good enough for me anymore. Mm-hmm. And what I really help them with is not necessarily, not just to get more clients, but how to scale their time. So I'm a huge yeah. believer in, in higher impact marketing and higher impact business strategy. And what we do is that we look at um, how can you get more output out of every hour Mm -hmm. you're putting into your business. Mm -hmm. So an example, like in a really simple business model shift is let's say you're a a copywriter and you're currently charging, you know, your hourly rate is let's say $60 an hour. And you're like, okay, well that's fine. But basically I've hit my income ceiling because I only have so many hours in a month and in a week. And two, how do I make more money without like just increasing my, is there anything else I can do except apart from increasing my prices? And thirdly, what if you get sick? What if you can't work? What if you won't go on holiday? Does that mean that you can't make money that entire, you know, week or month? So that's where I come in. (laughs) Then come talk to me. 
And how can, how do you kind of like help them with that? Because um, I've heard like the big question with, you know, people who do like virtual assisting or they offer like a service like online business managers. Um, you know, the big question is like, do I charge hourly or do I charge by like packages? Um, what's the, kind of like your thoughts on that one? Because like you said, with like the hourly, it's like you, there is some sort of cap because you only have a certain amount of hours in the day. Um, so like, how would you kind of like help somebody like trans, like, migrate to something that's a little bit more sustainable, a little bit more, um, you know, I don't know, what's the word I'm trying to look for? Like, yeah. to kind I know of liberate mean. their time a little bit. Yeah. I like that. Liberate their time a bit. I like that phrase. Um, so I'm not really a big believer in pricing by, in, in charging by hour. I think you need to have an idea of your own hourly rate. You don't have to tell mm -hmm. anyone that, but you need to have an idea of like roughly you're charging X amount for that service, roughly how many hours does it take you? Therefore, what's actually how much you're getting paid per hour. Um, but I feel it's like on, on like at least two levels, it doesn't really work well. Like one, let's say I'm hiring an assistant, right? I want to hire a virtual mm -hmm. assistant. And she has her packages on her website. I can get five hours, 10 hours, or 20 hours. I don't know how long I need. Like I have no idea. I, mm -hmm. I only know here is my problem, right? We talked about that transformation. Here's my problem. Here's where I want to be. Can you help me fix it? Yes or no. Then you tell me how long it's going to take me. Like I, you're the expert in that. I don't know. Right. Okay. It's like if you yeah. went on my website and I was like, do you want a simple business strategy, a medium business strategy or an advanced business strategy? Like, you have no idea. Mm -hmm. I have to tell you, here's what you need, Danny. <laughs> um, and the yeah. second thing is if you are good at what you do, hourly pricing comes to bite you in the butt. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. because you get stuff done faster, which means you get paid less. Like that's not exactly. okay. Exactly. <laughs> you should be getting paid more. Yeah. Cause it's, cause you always think, you know, I feel like, a, you know, from what I've heard, like a lot of uh, clients want like that hourly, um, you know, option. Um, but as the one who's running the business, like I can see how that can just, that, that is difficult. Um, you know, because like, exactly like you said, if you're really good at what you do, then, you know, you're getting the work done in two hours and you only made 40, $50, depending on how much you charge hourly. Exactly. I mean, I think it's a really tricky conversation, um, you know, potentially for some tasks, like maybe some virtual assistants, um, that would make sense for them if their clients are you like, they have an understanding of how many hours they probably need in the business. But I think mm -hmm. for something like that, like it, you're, you're better off um, directing people to have a conversation with you where you can do like a little bit of a business anal analysis and estimate, okay, here's what I recommend. Here's where we start. And here's what I plan to do for you in that time. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So Not totally. and, uh, yeah. Um, and what are, um, I'm trying to think. I feel like I have so many questions like floating in my head and I just can't like narrow them down to just one. Um, you definitely have a lot of knowledge and you definitely know what you're doing here. Um, what are some of like the, the like future plans for your business? Like, you know, you have your, you're doing like the business strategies, you're doing the coaching, like what are like some big projects that you can have coming up or things that could kind of help maybe some of our listeners who are thinking about expanding their services or maybe they want to start with their services or, you know, what are kind of like the plans for your business? that could help, you know, potential, you know, clients. Yeah. I will. Thank you for your kind words. I always, it's always nice to, to hear that. I, I know much. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I, yeah, it, it's a, a little tricky because like my plan for this year was to run two more retreats, um, the Geshe Jen Adventure again in Europe in September. And I have a, a high end, a higher end invite only retreat that I do in Tuscany which um, I ran last year and now running again this year. Well, hopefully mm-hmm. running it again this year. We will see. <laughs> um, um, I have a podcast that I just launched, Business Magic with Maggie Gila, um, which has been super fun. Um, Isn't podcasting so fun? I love I f- it. I love it too. And the, the funny thing is that like, I, I talk a lot about like, you know, people ask me like, what marketing strategies do you recommend? I'm like, well, the one that works for you and for your clients, like, Mm-hmm. Some people hate talking to people and they would hate having a podcast. Yeah. I like talking to people and it's easy for me and it, it doesn't it's take fine. that much energy. It's fine. Right? Like I'm literally like sitting in my bed and my PJs with my dog, <laughs> like <laughs> surrounded by blankets and no, it's it's so great. And yeah, it's it's amazing how many people you get to connect with and you get to meet. Yeah, it's been really lovely. Like, um, I, I'm loving my podcast. And, and beyond that, like, I definitely have quite a few things coming up. Um, it just depends when you release this podcast, I guess. Um, I have some like digital um, products and little mini courses I'm doing now. So I okay. feel like I have, um, there's a lot of information in my head and a lot of stuff I do one on one with clients. So I'm trying to take a lot of those, like the, the kind of the replicable problems and goals people have, for example, um, a client onboarding process, or I'm now doing like a, mm-hmm. um, the CEO quest, which is like a 21 day audio and journaling prompt experience to get you from overwhelmed to action with intention. So mm-hmm. kind of like doing these like little mini things to solve problems that I've seen repeatedly happen. Love that. Well, we're definitely going to put all the links, um, in the show notes so people can check out all your stuff. Um, cause I think a lot of girls, um, who are listening can really benefit from the things that you're offering. Um, what has been like your biggest achievement uh, for you to date with your business? Ooh, um, so one winning an award. Um, that was Yay! really cool. I, thank you. <laughs> um, uh, that was like, um, yeah, that was a big, a big deal for me because it was uh, out of 400 other entrepreneurs. Um, so that was really cool. Um, I think honestly, like the Tuscany retreat I did last year, like it was invite only. It was sold out within like three weeks. Um, and we had like, I had people like Amber McHugh was there. Who's an amazing mentor of mine. Chema Wendt, who's also an amazing mentor of mine. Um, like TEDx speakers, um, like really, really amazing entrepreneurs. And it was a fantastic experience. Um, so that was like, that was a turning point for me. And I I guess launching my podcast, honestly, that was like a, I had been thinking about doing this podcast for like literally three years and Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I spent most of last year kicking myself about like, why have I not been able to even record the damn intro yet? And <laughs> yeah, seriously, like it was, it was really frustrating. But every time I, I try like multiple times, I just like stare into yeah. blank screen. And I think it's um, I the end- hardest getting started, like just getting started is always the hardest part. And then once you kind of get the ball rolling, then it's, it's so much nicer. Yeah. It was like getting that damn ball rolling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, it was literally three years. So like, so even, so for example, one of the people, one of my first guest interviews was with Carrie Green of the Female Entrepreneur Association. You I've known her for a few. interviewed Carrie Green? <laughs> Stop it. Her book is literally sitting right next to me right now. <laughs> uh, yes, I love her. She's one of my favorite oh. mentors. But the thing is, um, also it's an amazing interview, our conversation, because she talked, she broke down her worst launch ever. 
So yeah. I think that's episode five on my podcast. Um, I'm going to have to listen to that one. Oh, she's like a dream guest for me. Like to have her on she's the amazing. podcast. I would love, 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 love to have her here. Oh, look it up. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> she's amazing. Um, but the thing is, so I've known her, like I've met her personally a number of times. Mm-hmm. I've gone to her retreat in Spain. That's where I met my co-host uh, for my retreat, Monica. We met at Carrie's mm-hmm. retreat in Spain a couple of years okay. ago. Um, I went to her California event last year. I've gone to like to the UK. Anyway, so she knows who I am. We know each other. I wow. asked her, I finally asked her like, hey, would you want to be on my podcast when I launch it? She said yes. And that email for her to schedule herself in sat in my draft for like three months. And she had said yes. Oh my gosh. It was because of like, oh my God, what if I mess this up? What if like, yeah. you know, I embarrass myself? It was, it was all mental BS there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like to get that ball rolling. It was like, I literally did jumping jacks before we had that conversation. And again, like we know each other, you know, fairly well. Yeah, you know her. <laughs> I, I was so nervous too. Like there's like certain, I don't know what it is. Like with certain people, you just get like, so like ah, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I had the same thing with Amber McHugh. Like, I love her. She's such an inspiration. But I've been in her program, like, um, for two years. She came to my Tuscany retreat. And again, like, I was jumping, like, palms sweating before mm-hmm. we had that interview. Just um, So if you are – I just, like, my point here is if you are freaking out about a big project or you're beating yourself up about why have I not taken this step, it's probably something to do with your mindset. And for me, yeah. it was really the fear of what if I put this out there so actually, this is an interesting thing. My big fear was, what if I am not able to maintain consistency with my podcast? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because like, you know, I went a year and a half with a publishing new blog post. I, I very sporadically post on Instagram. I try to email my, li- my email list like three times a month and, you know, more or less. And so my big fear was like, with a podcast, you have to be consistent. What if I, mm-hmm. I drop the ball there? And yeah. I launched in January. I think I did it for like six weeks. We had like two episodes a week. And then for a month, I had no episodes. And I didn't even realize when my regularly scheduled posts um, ran out because Mm -hmm. I was, um, it was like I was full on two weeks in the US for my retreat, then to Vancouver for a client, work with them for three days there, then back, then like I had a family issue, then Corona happened. And I was like, oh crap, I actually haven't published a new episode in four weeks. And like, my business has not collapsed. I've not received angry emails telling me I'm a loser or unprofessional, whatever. And it was okay. So like my worst case scenario with my podcast actually happened. And I was like, cool, that's okay. We all had to take a breath here because this has been in the middle of the COVID-19 outbreak um, internationally. And that's actually, I'm actually okay with the fact I haven't had new episodes out because Mm -hmm. there's been just so much overwhelm right now. And, you know, I, today I released the, the, the next one, which was, um, I actually recorded a month before, before I even went to the US, before Corona happened. And it was about how to stay motivated when you don't feel like it. Well, that's a good one. So perfect <laughs> timing like, right now, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, has this one published yet or, or not yet? I published this morning. Yeah. You published, okay. <laughs> so, I have to listen to yeah. that one because it's a struggle that I'm kind of going through right now. You know, I feel like. I have all the time now to get shit done, but it's just like, I just mentally cannot. You can't. Yeah. Like my whole daily routine has just been like thrown out the window. It's I'm staying up. 
I stayed up until like 3 a.m. last night because I just could not sleep. I've been, you know, sleeping too little or sleeping too much. And it's just like, you know, I'm used to being home because I, I do a lot of work from home. Mm-hmm. Um, and my husband works in an office. My, you know, my, my kiddo goes to daycare. So I, like, I have a lot of time at home. So I'm used to being home, but I'm not used to being home with my whole family all day, every day. And it's just like making it really difficult for me to kind of like get motivated to just do the things that I need to do. So no, I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to need that podcast episode like right listen, now. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, listen, it's only 12 minutes. Like my solo episodes, I keep them super short and actionable and just like, here's the thing, go on, move on with your life. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it was actually, it's just funny because it was recorded before the outbreak happened. So it's much more focused on what if you have a chronic illness? Um, cause I, yeah. I struggle with a chronic health condition. So I get like unpredictable flare ups. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something I have to deal with. And sometimes the question is, am I being lazy or do I really generally need a break? So that's the, break. what the episode's on because, and like with this, we're all, there's such a huge amount of uncertainty right now. We're all yeah. in various states of fear. We're all in various states of panic. Yeah. Um, everyone's routine has been thrown out the window. We're all fearful for, you know, our lives or lives of our health or health, health of health, the health, sorry, bleh, or the healths of our loved ones. Mm-hmm. Politics, like it's, it's, it's insanity it's right lot. now. And it's totally okay to take a pause and to take a lot more, you know, I'm getting, I'm taking a lot more time off just even during the day because I need to, because my productivity yeah. is like 50% of what it is usually and my concentration as well. And, and that's just, mm-hmm. that's okay. Yeah, no, you're so right. That actually reminds me of um, one of my friends on Instagram was, you know, posting a story and she does, you know, freelancing. She's, um, you know, she does like the Instagram, she blogs. Um, and she was saying that, you know, that she was sitting she was sitting down one 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 day like when all this kind of went happened and she was thinking oh this is the perfect time for me to start you know she had this one big project that she's always wanted to do but she never had the time and now she's thinking like oh this is the perfect time for me to start you know my book um and then she you know the story continued and she's like but you know what like I realized that I just didn't really want to start it right now and that's okay like just because you have the time to get some all these things done and be productive and hustle whatnot um but I feel it's like for a lot of us it's just a little bit harder right now because there's so much stress and anxiety out in the world there's a lot of fear like you said um so yeah like it's, it's okay like to not do anything if you don't want if you don't want to like if yeah it's not serving you well like last week um for me like I just had major major anxiety because that's when like everything started happening here in California um you know the in LA they closed everything down in my in you know in my town they closed everything down like it's just they got really serious really really fast Mm -hmm. and I physically I have really bad anxiety and physically I just felt like weight on my chest and I just couldn't like function so I just decided to stop I just I took naps I hung out with my with my family I cooked and I just didn't think about it. And I, I felt so much better. And this week I've definitely been a little bit more productive because I feel like I kind of like unloaded all that stress off of me. That's amazing. And, and I think that's so needed. Like, yeah, um, I, I actually, I had a panic attack like two days ago or two, like back to back. 
um, which was not fun, but it's, it's, I, I also get it. Like, it's just, there's so much now that's been the air, everyone's anxiety or, you know, however you deal with it, it's really high. Um, mm-hmm. I've been putting my energy into doing things that I think are really fun. So mm-hmm. I've been like, uh, this is going to be really nerdy, but, um, I paint, um, dungeon and dragon fantasy miniatures. So like, Oh, my friend does that. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> So that's like, but I, I'm like, I make my orcs with like purple armor because why the hell not? Um, uh-huh. I'm I'm putting together like a unicorn themed planner. <laughs> oh my god! Because like I was like, I think like everyone needs friends now. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I feel everyone needs like a unicorn themed business planner in their lives right now. Like yes. because why not? Um, I'm I'm putting I'm putting together the CEO quests, which is this thing I've been thinking about for a year and a half, based on like these voice notes I would send to my mastermind. Mm -hmm. Um, like with this like two minute voice notes with like a quest at the end. So I'm putting that into like this 21 day experience series of like you getting this daily two minute voice note with like meditations and videos and moving you from like, um, overwhelmed to action with intention. I love Um, that. That's so cool. But I'm doing that with like, I mean, yeah, it's product. It's one, I feel like I'm able to put my energy into something that has a more tangible outcome. And two, I'm just kind of like having fun with it. Um, I've been knitting. I've been making banana bread with like rum and raisins because again, why not? And why like, not? <laughs> yeah. I signed up for Skillshare um, and I'm doing like these little, again, just for fun, um, like on Procreate on, on an iPad. I'm doing like illustration tutorials and just like all the gold glitter <laughs> in there. Yeah. How fun. Yeah. I'm playing That's a lot more video fun. games even during, yep. the, I, I never played, like my rule is I never play video games during the day because I would never get anything done. And now mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm just going to take two hours for my lunch break because my, I can't think anymore. And mm-hmm. I would rather take an extra hour and play video games over lunch than sit staring, you know, scrolling Facebook, but oh exactly. yay, I'm in my office. Yeah. Because why not? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Maggie, it was such a pleasure talking with you. I feel like we got so much amazing, juicy details from you. Um, I definitely feel like I learned a lot about marketing and business strategy. And I got to know you too. And you, you seem like a pretty down-to-earth, cool chick. And I'm going to friend you on Facebook. <laughs> Sounds great. I'll see you there. <laughs> um, yeah. So let all of our listeners know, where can they find you? Give us your website, your links, your pages, all that good stuff. Yeah, so I'm at MaggieGilla.com. Um, the best way to follow me is on my Instagram, especially if you like um, fluffy puppies named Frodo. You will like, you know, like my Instagram Frodo. stories is like, what is Frodo up to today? <laughs> That's I my dog. I name. So <laughs> Thank <cute>. you. <laughs> Lord of the Rings is like one of my favorite movies. <laughs> yeah, I, I literally have like vintage themed um, travel posters to the Shire, Rivendell, and Mordor in my living room on my wall. Oh my so. God. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm wearing a shirt right now that says you're a wizard, like from Harry Potter when Harry finds out he's a wizard. Oh, now. yeah. Oh, my God. Um, so, that. yes, my, my nerdiness <laughs> has gone full out in this podcast. Um, and, yeah, um, keep an, um, I also have, like, one thing I, um, I, people can grab for free. Um, that's my workbook called Get Inside Your Heads. We've been talking today about, like, finding your, uh, about your ideal clients. So that's my mm-hmm. market research process to have these conversations with people and actually use that for your messaging and marketing. Love it. I'm going to have to check it out. I'm all for the, the guides. 
I'm a huge fan. <laughs> awesome. Well, Maggie, thank you so much again for being here. And thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in to another episode of the GGC podcast. You can connect with us online. Our website is www.globalgirlcommunity.com. We are on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, you just search Global Girl Community and we will pop up. Also, if you haven't had a chance to check out our free community, we have a free Facebook group. Um, you just search uh, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash global girl community and we should pop up. I believe it's called Global Girl Community Female Travel Community. I'm pretty sure that's what the name was. We just changed it so I can't remember it off the top <laughs> of my head. But definitely join us online to, in our free group and on social. And we can't wait for you to tune in to another one of our episodes. And if you're listening to us on Apple iTunes, be sure to leave us a review, uh, some comments. We'd love to hear feedback from our listeners. Uh, we love you. We appreciate you. And we will see you next time. All right, Maggie, so good to chat with you. And we will be in touch. Bye. Thank you. Bye.